Hello. Uh, this uh, podcast is going to be more about flowers and more precisely about the things I've learned as I'm going along. Um, so this week I've made um, my first lot of uh, official flowers um, that are not for family. <laughs> um, well, they are. Some of them were family, um, technically, but they are uh, people who have bought for other people um although Shelley did buy some for my sister but uh so I had one uh hand held posy um bought for somebody whose um mother had died I had uh another um bouquet bought for someone's mother for their birthday and another one which is going to be the weekly one which um, is for a nursing home local nursing home um, the first main thing I have learned is I get very very nervous <laughs> isn't that crazy I I not picking them out picking them deciding what I'm going to put in everything fine I don't get nervous all day get them out I get the buckets out get them in get them all ready to go and I suddenly get very nervous about putting them together and are people going to like them um you know are they going to think they're getting value for money uh all of those sort of things is, is it going to go well <laughs> um the second thing I've learned is I have I, I have very small hands and uh, I'm struggling with the bouquets, that ha- the spring bouquets, which have a lot of um, like shrub fo- foliage from the lilacs and that. Uh, obviously, they've got thick stems and it's quite difficult for me to hold the maximum amount of stems in my hand um, while I'm doing it. So that's uh, something as we go on, I think this, the flower stems get a lot thinner through the summer. So um It'll be easier, but uh, yeah, the the spring ones certainly um, have woody stem things, and um, I'm finding that quite difficult to hold those all together. Um, I just about max out <laughs> when I'm done. Um, yeah, so those are the couple of things that I've uh, really learnt this week already at the minute. Um, and the other thing is wrapping. Wrapping is not easy. Um, they make it look easy when they do it. When you go to a florist or everything, it's not that easy. <laughs> well, I guess it probably is if you've already got the pre-cut squares. But I, um, in my wisdom, thought, well, I'll get it on a roll. It'll be easier. So I had to cut various different sizes just to see which was the best size. And I've wrapped and unwrapped. And um, I think I've just about got the hang of it now. But um, wrapping is not as easy as they make it look, I can tell you now. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so far, uh, so good, but, um, and, uh, those are a couple of things I've learned specifically about doing up the bouquets. Um, the other things obviously are something I already know from growing vegetables, everything wants to eat your flowers. Um, so I've got green fly on my, uh, uh, I can't even think what they're called now, lupins green farm and lupins at the minute so I've got I've ordered some olive oil soap to grate into water and hopefully give those a spray um but yeah it's uh and that well, probably is the other thing I learned is looking over your flowers meticulously when you're starting to put them in a bouquet make sure they're not covered in green fly or anything like that so that's what I've learned so far what else have I learnt um, well, I'm learning that um, while I was scrabbling around um, through spring, 
trying to cobble together bits and pieces that's jack the horse um trying to cobble together bits and pieces to make bouquets i'm looking at the garden and thinking it's all going to come at once <laughs> and i'm gonna have hundreds of flowers um probably way more than i'm ever going to sell but that's fine um you know fill the garden with flowers there's nothing better than that is there but i'm looking at them thinking yeah it's all gonna just suddenly um come on and uh um obviously i've already realized that i booked the holiday uh right at the wrong time for this but I, you know i didn't know that at the time so um i will bear that in mind next year and uh either have an earlier holiday or a much later one um <laughs> But yeah, so I'm learning that, uh, again, as with vegetables, it's kind of all or nothing. I'm not sure if any of this is going to be useful to anybody other than somebody who maybe is thinking of starting up flower farming. But um, it's good to get it down, I suppose. Eventually, one day, it might, it might make a book. If I'm successful, you never know. <laughs> um so other things I'm learning as I go along are that uh, nature's pretty clever. Um, and just as the spring flowers are dying off, I mean, this might seem obvious, but when you're watching it, it's uh, pretty amazing. Just as the spring flowers are all dying off, um, the summer flowers start to bud. Uh, it's, yeah, and again, it's just something I've never really taken a lot of notice of in an ornamental garden just it, it is but when you're watching it meticulously day by day um in in sort of more minute chunks it's uh it's quite fascinating really so yeah they, they are um as the as the spring tulips are dying off the peonies are starting to bud and uh things like that so it, yeah it's quite interesting um the other thing is flower stem length. Um, now, to start with, I was like, oh, my, you know, my flowers are short. They're short. What am I going to do? They're short, too short. Okay. Wait, wait, because they will put on some stem length, um, provided we get rain, of course, or get watered. Um, so it's not uh, a disaster when you see that flower come out because it will increase some stem length. Um, as it goes so yeah again not something i really took a lot of notice of before when i was cutting flowers for the vase i just cut the ones that were long enough um but now when i'm waiting for them <laughs> i can see uh what exactly what happens um which is another interesting um thing to watch really so yeah those are some more some more snippets of uh, learning along the way It occurs to me that this um, extra podcast is going to be really useful, really, for anybody who's thinking of starting up um, flower farming, because um, obviously this is my first year going into it. And though I've got a wealth of experience in gardening and um, things like that, it, I, I've not farmed flowers before, so um, it will give anybody wanting to do that a rough idea of... Uh, of how things go really um and one of the things that i've learning um massively is that 
how much we undervalue ourselves, our time and our product. Um, I've just done an online workshop of pricing um, and it was interactive and it was fascinating, actually. There were about 20 of us and every single one of us uh, undervalued our product, which um, is an artisan product. You know, we each one of if I talk about me particularly, but everybody's going to be in the same boat. We all choose the flowers that we want to present in a bouquet. Um, we put all of our time and effort and knowledge into growing those flowers and producing um, bespoke bouquets because you're not going to get a bouquet like that. Not even my customers are never going to get the same bouquet twice. Um, they're always going to be different. They're always going to be individual. And therefore, they are an artisan bespoke product. And therefore, the price that of the bouquets need to reflect that as well, um, which was quite, it was fascinating. So you have to believe in your flowers and believe in yourself. And I did think that most of us on there didn't have that belief, you know, at all. Not at the beginning of the workshop, but definitely by the end. I mean, you've got the flower, the freshness and the quality of the flowers um, are going to be uh, amazing. Um, and we are part of the artisan flower movement. It's, uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, and you have to work out exactly whereabouts in the scale of things you are. And we are, you know, should be aiming for the top end, really, um, and, you know, the flowers are different and that's a, an absolutely unique selling point that the, the you know, any generic garage flowers and, um, you know, supermarket flowers and that, even flowers that you buy online to be posted, they're not, you know, on the whole, most of them are not uh, individual and unique. They're all, you know, fairly generic. Um, obviously, I'm in a great position on startup because we already have a small holding we're already a lot of the equipment I already have because I've been gardening all my life um I've been growing vegetables for myself for years so I already have that if you were starting out that's quite a massive um outlay uh, for equipment but also possible just to do it on a smaller scale and build up so it you know it can be a massive outlay but in all honesty um probably you're going to start at the point that you think is relevant for you. So not too bad at all. But uh, yeah, so but do take into account all of the costs that we're going to, are going to be involved over and above what you've got. So um, again, we don't, we don't have a mortgage on our place. So I'm not paying rent and I'm not paying a mortgage. But if you were starting up somewhere renting a field, that would come into it. Your water, any electric, um everything that you're going to use they're all going to be uh, part of your expenses um, so they're all things that need to be taken into account luckily for me those are already running if you see what I mean so basically for me it's the cost of the flowers um, and the cost of my time to look after and do the flowers uh, and any sundries that I'm using for that so 
the cost of the you know seeds and plants and stuff like that and any extras that I do buy in specifically for that but everything else I've already got in place which is lucky but if you if you're starting from scratch do bear all that in mind um and if you're going to go big into it, if you're going to have a, a you know, career change and go into that, obviously you're going to need some good investment um, behind you, you know, some good money behind you to invest in all of that equipment. Uh, but, it, you know, the way I look at it, it can be done on, um, from a small scale. You can start off small from your garden, but at some point, if you wanted to go bigger, you're going to have to look for bigger premises or rent bigger premises or rent a field or things like that. So all of those things need to be taken into account. But yeah, it's um, I'm learning quite a bit about myself, quite a bit about human nature as well, because um, we all we're all very similar when it comes to it. I dare say there are people out there who totally confident in what they are and what they're producing and out there for it but I think on the whole from what the things that people I've spoken to and um you know comments I've read on various uh groups I'm on we're all pretty much I mean I would say probably 90% of us are all quite hesitant about um who we are and what we're producing I mean you've got the you will have the, the probably 10% that are yeah, they they're just in charge of everything. They've got it. They nailed it. They know what they're doing, and um, and they, you know, that's that's great. But on the whole, I think most of us are quite hesitant, quite reserved, quite not quite sure um, if what we're doing is good enough. But it is. It is. It hundred percent is. And I, um, that's the one thing that I learned from this workshop yesterday is a hundred percent is I have a good product, I have a niche product, I have an artisan product, a bespoke product. And as such, um, I need to be thinking of myself in that way as well. And that, and therefore, um, you know, that hopefully that way will, will make a profit. And I'm not looking to make a great profit, to be fair. I'm, you know, I'm 57, 58 this year. I'm not, it's not a career change for me. I'm not looking to... Um, pay off my mortgage with this or you know sustain a, a lifestyle for me and my family because we've been there and we've done that so this is an added extra which I am thoroughly enjoying um and if I can uh cover the costs initially and make a profit um I'll be really happy uh, you know I do need to pay it does need to pay for itself and also needs to pay for my time and um and if there's a profit on top of that, I'll be really happy about that. So, uh, yeah, that's another thing I'm kind of learning. I'm, I'm gaining confidence as I go. That's the thing. It's, uh, I think, the 13th of June now. So um, it's a month since I last did anything on this extra podcast because I was waiting to see uh how things panned out um yeah <laughs> it's uh I'm still learning yeah there it, it amazes me how much there is actually to learn constantly um I'm no longer get nervous making up the bouquets because I'm confident in what I'm doing I'm confident about my flowers um 
I'm confident about the way I've conditioned them and that they will last um, a good couple of weeks in a vase provided that the person receiving them changes the water. I'm still doing my regular deliveries um, I've, and I've just added another to my books. Um, I've got a wedding to do uh, on Saturday, um, not not what you think, I mean I always said I won't do weddings but um, I literally it's, it basically it's six jam jars for the tables, um, it's a small country pub wedding. Um, which I'm really excited to do that for. Uh, I've done bouquets for a lady who was 100 years old. That was her birthday bouquet. Um, it's just, yeah, and it's just a delight. Every time I, I think, oh, great, I've got a bouquet to do tomorrow. I can't wait to get out and go out and choose the flowers and uh, make up the bouquet. Um, I actually, yesterday, I made my first gate sale of a bunch of flowers so that's how long that has taken um i'm still not um quite sure how to proceed with that i think i might just put them out on the weekends seems to be the way um and anything else will have to be ordered um especially uh, through the week the flowers are coming on in leaps and bounds they don't actually all come at once as i thought they would um they do sort of come in dribs and drabs, which is great, really. Um, the other thing I've learned is um, if, you're, if you're thinking of doing this, do join a big organisation uh, so that you're not just plodding away on your own because there's a wealth of information out there and inspiration. Um, you know, you've only got to check out Instagram or Pinterest or just, you know, Facebook itself to see that there is such inspiration on there. Um, it's it's amazing and the other thing I think that happens is you develop your own style um, no matter what you like you tend I find personally me I migrate towards a certain type of flower and a certain look in a bouquet um, and mine tends to be quite free form and free flowing rather than uh, the, the sort of um, tight bouquets that you see um, that's just personal I think um has to be uh yeah um going back to the joining a group i mean i am a member of um flowers from the farm i joined that back in the beginning of the year and we had a regional meeting uh in may i think it was late may uh where um i think there was about 30 of us got together at a local um flower farm which is why i thought well i'll go to that because it's local and i can get there easily um, brilliant. It was just brilliant. The lady was called Abby and she runs Ivy Dean Flower Farm. Uh, she moved there a few years ago specifically to do that. Her setup is incredible. I mean, puts, puts most of us to shame and we were all like quite stunned. Her, her setup is incredible, impeccable. Um, just just fantastic and again inspirational you know she just seems to have got everything dead right um whereas i in contrast i'm like oh i got that wrong i got that wrong uh but you know so yeah so they, these are more things i'm learning as i'm going um the range of flowers is immense and also obviously i'm learning as I go, what I will do again next year and what I won't even bother with. You know, there are some things that the slugs just decimate and you think, that what is the point of that? There is no point. 
So I'm kind of leaning a lot more to perennial flowers with a few um, annuals grown alongside uh, rather than uh, lots of annuals because um, the annuals tend to be on the whole fleshy and um, the slugs love them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so every, everything still eats everything and it, that's always a bit of a battle. But um, And I suppose the most, the other thing I really learn is so rewarding, it's totally rewarding to to grow all that and, and do it. I mean, I haven't come across any catastrophic failure and actually I've planted that much that if I do have failures here and there, it's not a, a massive problem really, to be honest because I've got plenty of other things. Um, uh, herbs. Herbs are a massive thing in, in British grown, you know, British cut flowers. Um, lots of people use lots of herbs. Um, so, and, you know, they grow pretty well out in a nice sunny patch. Um, using, well, I'd say, wildflowers, weeds is pretty common. You know, what I would call a weed um is pretty common and and thuggish i mean the thuggish ones like the shasta daisy which is pretty thuggish brilliant have a great vase life hold up really well look amazing in amongst other flowers and yet you know they i tend to think of them as a bit of nuisance because they self-seed everywhere and grow everywhere but actually for what i'm doing that's fantastic you know i can't ask for better than that they perform well they grow well they grow everywhere um yeah so and then, yeah, so it's just been an absolute pleasure, to be honest, to 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 kind of fall into this. I guess I it was never like anything I definitely planned, so I definitely just fell into this, and um, it's been amazing. It's hard work at times, um, but it is amazing, and you just keep on learning. You know, keep on learning. Uh, you know, flower form and. Um, presentation uh, you know and, and I'm still coming across pictures of things and I think oh what's that that's a, that's a nice you know in somebody's bouquet that they put a picture of and I think oh what's that that's really nice you, you discover what works really well and what doesn't um, and you know you really discover what you do like and what you don't um, but also you have to sort of bear in mind a little bit that somebody else might like those just because you don't um somebody else might but yeah so all in all it's it's going slowly but it's going well and more importantly I am absolutely loving it and I love the fact that I, you know if I've got an order I have to get up and pick for it cut cut the flowers for it I just absolutely love it and only one time in that whole time have I had to get up and do it in the rain <laughs> which is not quite so nice but um the rest of the time you know there have been dry mornings when I've got up and done it so that's um you know that's fine but yeah it's uh and I dare say well I know there's going to be a lot more to learn before I'm an expert that's very 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 long way off um so I'm just learning and I am loving it every minute of it I'm going to wrap this episode up and uh, publish it. So um, I'm just going to round up really quickly um, to say if you are thinking of doing this and do, you know, if, if it's something you think, yeah, I could give that a go, then do give it a go, even if it's on a small scale, because um, 
or even if it's just for your own personal pleasure for the kitchen, you know, do or the sitting room, wherever you put flowers. I mean, I, I will say kitchen because that's where I put mine, but um, wherever you're going to put that, or just even for birthdays, you know, for gifts, you know, it's uh, just the best, the best thing. Um, people's faces light up immensely when you hand them over a, a bunch of uh, beautiful homegrown flowers. <clears throat> so what I would say is whatever scale you're going to do it on, you scale your learning, really. And if you're going to do it on a small scale, uh, the things to look up are um, vase life. What What is going to last in a vase um, and what's not? Not so important if you're just bringing them indoors for a few days, but if you're giving them to somebody, you want them to last as long as possible. Um, conditioning, that's the main thing. You need to learn how to condition the flowers. It's not difficult. They're just one or two um, flowers that need a little bit of different conditioning. But on the whole, you stand them in a bucket of water in the dark, in the cool for as many hours, at least, uh, well, at least four hours. That's the shortest. But um, 24 hours is a good is a good thing. So take up all the moisture that they can take and they will long, last longer in the vase. If you're going to do it on a bigger scale, you need to look further afield and really, really do some research. I mean, if you're going to go into it massively as a profitable enterprise, you you need to look much further afield and on a bigger scale for your information. Um, but it's all out there. Uh, you know, you can gather tons and tons of information for free. Um, you know, just just on things like uh successional sewing and what what's what comes out what blooms when um because as i say they do have you do have this may gap that uh they use biannuals for um because there's not a lot else around but yeah um mainly enjoy the journey i would say um enjoy it because it's uh it's fantastic and you know the, it's british flower week this week as i publish this um the industry is gaining a strong foothold uh, as we go. There are many, many people getting on board with British grown flowers because they're, you know, on the whole, they're more sustainable. The carbon footprint is a lot less. Um, most people growing flowers, and I don't really think I've come across many that aren't, they're all environmentally aware. So they all use um, best environmental practices that they can. Um, yeah, and there are, you know, flower arrangers and designers um, all getting on board with the fact that British grown flowers are phenomenal and uh, can equally, um, you know, rank up there with imported blooms. Um, well, more so in my opinion. But uh, yeah, do uh, do check out some, um, you know, some good sites uh the flowers from the farm have a website um which is available i mean we have a members site as well but that is available to look at um there is a a lady called ros chandler who does uh who runs fieldgate flowers who runs a lot of um courses um and uh she i think she did have a free uh facebook group um, I think that is literally just closed because the membership 
got massive and <laughs> she had a lot of other things to do but um she i literally i go on a one a paid one called the best bunch which is um full of uh, fantastic ideas and information and discounts and uh workshops um you know it really is pretty good value for money that one i think um but there are tons out there i mean there are tons and tons and tons and uh, all you have to do is look and you will f- find it very easily um so if it's something you're thinking of doing my advice would be go ahead and do it and you will not regret it i can promise you that